Welcome to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. It was a violent week in Seattle. Yeah, a child shot in front of me. like a leg wound. Subject is in the subway. A mass shooting at Third and Pine. One dead, seven wounded, including a nine-year-old boy. And a response from the city that many feel is tone deaf. Seattle is one of the safest major cities in the country. You know, we, major cities everywhere are dealing with issues of gang and gun violence. We're not immune to that. But, you know, in comparison, we're a very safe city on this very issue. We'll get to the criticism of city leaders and who's making it in just a moment. But first, here's the latest. Two of the three suspects in Wednesday's shooting are still on the run. Detectives are looking for Marquise Tolbert and William Tolliver, who, between them, have 65 arrests and 35 convictions, many of them felonies. And Tolliver's mom had a message for her son on Como News. William, um, I love you. I always will. And no one's going to come between that. I'm your mom, and there's nothing in the world that we couldn't talk about. But son, what I need, need you to do right now is to turn yourself in. The third suspect, Jamel Jackson, was one of the wounded. He was treated at Harborview and has since been arrested. Detectives say it was some sort of argument that led to the three opening fire, wounding numerous bystanders. The dead has been identified as 50-year-old Tanya Jackson. The nine-year-old boy, whose name is Judah, has been released from Harborview after being treated for a gunshot wound to his left leg. Two other victims remain hospitalized. The rest have been released. The day after the shooting, Mayor Jenny Durkin and Police Chief Carmen Best, as well as numerous other city leaders, held a press conference to address the violence. Here is some of what they had to say. I also truly want to recognize that every resident and every business in our city expects Chief Best, our criminal justice system, and me, their mayor, to be accountable to keep people safe. That is our job. And it is one of the most important and fundamental jobs that we have. And while we have worked to address gang violence across our city or public safety challenges downtown, we can and we must do more. We are a big city that faces some of the same gun and gang violence problems that other big cities have. Chief Best will address some of the steps that we have taken and some of the additional steps we will be taking. Downtown specifically, the Pike Pine Corridor has been a focus of our public safety efforts in recent months. Last year, we focused community-based emphasis patrols in the Pike Pine Corridor. SPD has been doing a series of operations to take guns and drugs off the street. Their consistent work in the West Precinct allowed officers to arrive at the scene within 15 seconds. I want to say that again, because of the work they were doing in that corridor, they were able to be at the scene within 15 seconds. But we are going to do more. Chief Bess and I believe we can add more resources downtown and we can deploy two mobile precincts, one at the courthouse and one in Fourth and Pine near Westlake. Members of my staff has also been meeting with residents and businesses, including the Downtown Seattle Association, and we will continue to conduct robust outreach with businesses, stakeholders, and others in the downtown area. We will listen to what the community needs, and we will address it. Our downtown is the heart of our city. Violence has struck in almost all quarters of our city in the last three years. We will address violence wherever it strikes. 
But we know that downtown is the heart and a place that everyone in our city travels at some time. Again, it's home to hundreds of thousands of workers, tens of thousands of transit commuters, and major events and attractions that really draw people from throughout the region. Our officers will continue working tirelessly to make downtown safe. And again, if you know or see these people who are suspects in this crime, please, please do not approach them. Please call 911 immediately. And with that, I will turn it over to Chief Best. Thank you. Let me just start off by saying, first and foremost, as the Chief of Police, someone who grew up in this area and has five generations of my family here, what happened last night is unacceptable. As soon as the scene was stabilized last night, myself and my entire command team accelerated the work we've already been doing on plans for addressing ongoing issues in the immediate area. As a police department and as a community, we must work together to not allow something like this to ever, ever happen again. Let me address some of the broader concerns that I'm sure people are interested in. First of all, let me be clear. Seattle is one of the safest major cities in the country. You know, we, major cities everywhere are dealing with issues of gang and gun violence. We're not immune to that. But, you know, in comparison, we're a very safe city on this very issue. Like I said, every city in the country is working with these issues. This is not a new thing. We know we've had an uptick in gang violence. We had a press conference about a week and a half ago talking about this very issue. In the interim, we've had our gang unit and others out so, you know, following up, securing evidence, and taking people into custody. You know, We are reinvigorated um, to even put more pressure on because we don't want another scene like that to happen in this lovely city of Seattle. Some of the things that we're doing is we're adding uh, additional gang detectives to our gang unit. If you go out to Fourth Avenue, you'll see the mobile precinct is out there right now. We're going to start rotating officers from other areas of the city into uh, the mobile precinct and into downtown to help augment some of the resources there. That doesn't mean we're abandoning other areas of the city, but we have a situation here where we really need to focus our efforts on this downtown core for the shootings that, that are occurring. We can't have another press conference where we're talking about one person dead and seven other people injured in our downtown core. That's Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best and Mayor Jenny Durkin following Wednesday's shooting. You can watch the entire press conference by going to the Como News Facebook page. We have to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, City Hall is getting an earful from those who live and work downtown when the Como Politicast continues after this. Information is power. Everything you need to know before you get to work. The Como Morning News on the Northwest's only all-news station. Como News 1000, FM 97.7, and ComoNews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Podula. Wednesday's mass shooting at 3rd and Pine rocked downtown Seattle. One dead, seven wounded, and two suspects are still on the run. But if you ask those that live and work in the area, this is nothing new, and they've had enough. Too often, this part of town has been a haven for criminal activity, for drug dealing, assaults, shoplifting, and the fencing of stolen goods. That's John Scholes, president and CEO of the Downtown Seattle Association, which organized a rally at Westlake Park on Friday morning. 
Many of those that spoke placed the blame squarely on city and county leaders, whom they feel have let their ideology get in the way of keeping the community safe. We all have the same stories. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive to have a progressive city and safety. All we're asking for is for laws to be enforced and people to be held accountable. Sabrina Villanueva is a property manager downtown and says she fears for her people's safety. Every day they are scared. Every day they are dealing with aggressive behavior and violence. Every day they are dealing with crime and enough is enough. Now, I had a chance to talk more about the issue with the DSA's John Scholes. I sat down with him at his office at 7th and Olive, just five blocks from the site of Wednesday's shooting. You mentioned the city council as well. Do you feel that their policies are at, at fault here? I know you're not trying to place blame, but there's there's a sense within a certain population, a certain group within the city that the city council has hamstrung police. Do you agree with that? Do you well, see there that were, there's there policy some problems? investments that were proposed by the mayor and her budget that weren't um, included by the council. We think those are things that probably should be revisited. Uh, Such as? Uh, investment in probation, really enhancing probation for these individuals that are having significant amount of interaction with the police and the criminal justice system um, to make sure that they're following uh, the the treatment and conditions of their release and to assign probation officers to really have uh, a strong uh, uh, accountability there. That's something that wasn't funded by the city council. It's something we think ought to be looked at. What do you see as the solution? Because you, you mentioned that everyone needs to come together, private, public, city hall, county. If, if you were to summarize, what would the solution be? Uh, we need more police in our city. Our city has grown at a rapid rate. Downtown is the fastest growing neighborhood in the city. The city of Seattle has been one of the fastest growing cities in the country. We have a police department that's smaller today than it was three years ago. Uh, we're not going in the right direction there. We need to support the police that we have today. They need to feel like the community's got their back. We're losing too many of them to other departments around uh, the region, and it's and it's why we're going backwards. It's why uh, our department is smaller today uh, than it was uh, three years ago. So we need to make more investments. We need uh, more presence uh, in the downtown, in particular, throughout the day, throughout the evening, uh, throughout the week, um, throughout the seasons. We don't. We we can't think of these as emphasis patrols. We just need to think of how do we police a big city? We're a big city now. We need to police it like a big city. Uh, so that's a big part of the answer. We need to reform our approach to prolific offenders. We've identified in our reports over the last uh, two years a group of people that are responsible for a lot of crime. And that's an expensive proposition for our city. It's expensive for the system. It's They're having a huge impact on retailers, on the downtown, and they're putting people's lives at risk. We need to deal differently with that group of people uh, in our city. Your group represents a lot of businesses downtown. Tourism is a, a big industry in, in downtown Seattle. What would you say to people outside of Seattle that look at this situation, look at the fact that there were three shootings in the span of about 24 hours, 10 people shot within those three shootings? What would you say to people who feel Seattle isn't safe anymore? I'm not going to come downtown. I think people's uh, safety is a very personal matter, and so I understand those perspectives, and I've heard a lot of them over the last you know, 36, 48 hours, and I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. It's a very personal uh, matter, and uh, I understand people that, you know, work in that area that didn't come to work yesterday. Uh, and I heard from a number of folks uh, who said, yeah, my employees didn't come to work. Uh, and uh, we understand that, and, and, and we're 
um, doing the best we can to support our own team members, those ambassadors that are out there seven days a week, 363 days a year, uh, that are working uh, day and night in our downtown to keep it uh, clean and, and help people in need and provide directions. So uh, I understand that. Do you personally feel safe? I do. Uh, I walked across Third and Pine last night at 11.30 p.m. Um, I walked all around downtown uh, yesterday, and I walked to the scene um, uh, on Wednesday evening after uh, seeing all the sirens and, and hear, seeing all the cars and hearing all the sirens. So We have to take another break, but when we come back, the response from prosecutors and from our own Eric Johnson, the man who put together the famed Seattle is Dying report. That when the Como Politicast continues after this. Everything you missed while at work, update and unwind on the way home. The Como Afternoon News on the Northwest's only all-news station. Como News 1000, FM 97.7, and comonews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. With one person dead and seven others wounded after Wednesday's mass shooting at 3rd and Pine, many are asking why those accused of carrying it out weren't behind bars in the first place. As we mentioned, Marquise Tolbert and William Tolliver, the two suspects that are on the run, have long criminal histories. Now some have accused city attorney Pete Holmes of being lenient on habitual offenders. We spoke with him shortly after the mayor's press conference on Thursday. We address crimes when they are referred to our office for prosecution, and we certainly prioritize violent crimes, and that that's, was the policy before this event and was the policy after the event. And I think it's really important for everyone to understand of the three suspects that have been identified, two of them have had zero, zero cases referred to our office. So when you hear the extensive history, Two of these suspects have not been before my prosecutors or in the Seattle Municipal Court. The one individual who has uh, was last in our court three years ago for robbery, excuse me, for theft, not robbery, but theft uh, of about $500 and spent 30 days in jail as a result of that crime. Prior to that, in, in uh, 2015, there were uh, three charges in very short order referred to us that appear to be a domestic violence uh, uh, incident where the victim refused to cooperate. And so no charges were filed there. But that is the sum total of experience that we've had with these three suspects. Now, it's important to note that the city attorney's office only handles misdemeanor crimes. Any felony charges, by law, are handled by the county prosecutor. So if the suspects in Wednesday's shooting had felony convictions, why were they on the streets? King County Prosecutor Dan Satterberg declined our request for an interview, but released a statement that says, in part, as in every case, our office is working nonstop with law enforcement on this horrific shooting. It goes on to say, after arrests are made, we will review the case and consider whether the evidence supports the filing of criminal charges. In the meantime, the violence in downtown remains a major problem for the city. Here at Como News, we have covered the issues of drugs, homelessness, and crime extensively for our Project Seattle series, and in our now viral special, Seattle is Dying. And on Thursday night, the man who put that special together, Eric Johnson, had this to say. We've spent a lot of time on that 3rd Avenue corridor. It is anything but new. We have heard the mayor talk today about that this is unacceptable, about keeping people safe, that this cannot become the new norm. But if you've been downtown on that street, if you've been on that 3rd Avenue corridor, then you know that it's not just a new norm, it's the norm. It's been that way for a long, long time. 
If you saw Seattle is dying, if you've seen our Project Seattle reports, then you know that the policies of Seattle have changed, that we no longer hold criminals accountable for criminal activity. If you've been paying attention, you know that cases don't get filed like they used to. Cases get dismissed. Jail sentences, if they happen at all, are short, sometimes ridiculously short. And that repeat offenders, like the three suspects from last night, people with 30 or 40 convictions, violent people, addicted people, are thrown back onto our streets repeatedly, and the rest of us are left to hope for the best. It is a social experiment that has failed, and the people conducting that experiment doggedly push ahead. At Como, We've been telling these stories for a long time, over and over, and we will continue to tell them. Third and Pine, where the tragedy from last night happened, is the epicenter of drugs in the city of Seattle. And if you look at that sky bridge at the, at the Macy's store, you could stand on that sky bridge any day of the week, any hour of the day, and look down and see drug deal after drug deal take place all day long. Maybe what happened last night will change some of that. Maybe it will shock the system. Maybe the people making the decisions will take stock in what is happening in this once glorious city. We'll see. But I'll tell you this much. I'll believe it when I see it. And the people that own businesses here, the people that walk these streets, will believe it when they see it too. And we invited Mayor Durkin to join us on this podcast, but we did not hear back from her staff. We also extended an invitation to City Council member Lisa Herbold, chair of the Public Safety Committee, but were not able to work anything out. And we were hoping to have Chief Carmen Best in the studio or someone else from Seattle Police, but we did not get a response. We hope to have all three on the show in the coming weeks. And that will do it for this episode of the Como Politicast. My thanks to John Scholes and Como's Eric Johnson. Scanner audio, courtesy of Broadcastify. I'm Jeff Podula. Thank you for listening, and have a good week.